It's time for the show that brings the magic right to your speakers. Ears up! Good evening, everybody. Welcome to Ears Up Podcast, the show where I'm still learning how to use the board. 105 shows later. You're still a rookie, it's fine. Something like that, man. Well, you haven't been sleeping well, so you're probably I really tired. haven't. I'm the only person, well, I'm not the only person in the world, probably, but uh, in my mind, I'm the only person who is used to the sleep deprivation, deprivation of having an infant without actually having a kid yet. Yeah. Like, I'm used to it. People are like, oh, you're never going to sleep. It's fine. <laughs> I was up at 3 o'clock this morning anyways for three hours. There's going to be have cats. No learning it's curve, true. man. You'll be fine. I wonder what's going to end up being worse, the cats or the kid. And I know everybody is going to say the kid, but you guys don't know our cats. When your cat wakes up your kid. Oh, oh then I'm going to have to murder the cat. <laughs> I'm honestly a little um, nervous about the cats jumping into the crib. Oh, because they're real cuddly. They like that kind of thing. I didn't think about that, but because I didn't have a cat when we had small kids. But yeah, I mean they they sit on chests and faces and hands and body parts. Yeah, yeah. you know, and they, they do it without asking. That's for sure. Yeah, <laughs> which is part of why I don't sleep, man. Like our our one cat Saki, he'll come into the bedroom three o'clock in the morning, just talking, oh. just talking, and it's <laughs> and it. I'm I'm such a light sleeper. It wakes me up, and I just. It's hard to get back to sleep for me. She she'll get up five minutes later snoring, <laughs> snoring. But you have your headphones in, right, or uh, earplugs? No, really. I thought we talked about that before. I thought you slept with earplugs or headphones in. I went through that phase. <laughs> oh, you're done. Uh, yeah, I'm not really in that anymore. Oh, okay. She ain't yeah. on that wave anymore. <laughs> <laughs> but I wish that we could record our cat the way that he talks to us because when he's in the bedroom, it's kind of this like sort of nice like and then when we kick him out he comes downstairs and we can hear him still upstairs and then no then it's not even wailing he's super irritated and angry and he'll just walk all the way across you can hear him walking all the way to the kitchen just going he really is he's an old man (laughs) wondering about these kids today and blah 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 and why they're on his lawn yeah, it's super annoying, but it, it it keeps me it keeps me awake, man. And I just I don't know. Anyway, so I'm having trouble sleeping. So I'm a little discombobulated today. But hey, man, it's fine. Here we go. We got this. Yes, we do. We got this. Today's show, uh, Terrence. This is uh, this is Terrence's doing. Yeah, uh, we have a a former Disney moms panel. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't want to say contestant, but uh, panelist. No, panelist. There you go. Yeah, she panelist. got the job. Unlike she, she got, got the luggage. Everyone in this. Yeah. Room. All right. Oh, don't man. rub it in. <laughs> I've still never tried to be a Disney mom. Oh. I'm going to be so mad if you make it the first time, <laughs> and I will go as Beverly Moore. I'm telling you, I'll get a fake ID. See- Hi, I'm Beverly. Yes. Hi, my name's Beverly. <laughs> I could see Beverly making it, and then getting like some weird email, and then she's just like rude. <laughs> First of all, Google, that's a dumb question. Yeah. Second of Second all, Google.com. Yeah. Hi, Beverly. Third. <laughs> Hi, Beverly. My name is Stephanie from uh, Minnesota. I'm going to Disneyland for the first time with my four kids. What should I expect? First of all, Stephanie, why you got four kids? <laughs> 
second of all, you're going to be miserable the whole time because I literally watch people all the time at Disneyland and when they have two kids, they're totally still having fun. More than two, you're outnumbered and your life sucks. Right. Amen. Literally. Oh, I did learn something when I was at Disneyland the last time. I want everybody to try this. I don't know if I said this already. All right. Buy a funnel cake. And then just walk around holding said funnel cake. Don't eat it yet, but like walk through a so- one solid land and just look at people's faces as you walk by <laughs> holding a funnel cake. Like I heard so many people like, oh, funnel cake. <laughs> oh my God. I'm sorry. How are, like, wait, how are they again? <laughs> and then the WC like, Fields. <laughs> like, oh, my sweetheart. Like, funnel but cake. also like low key following me with their eyes and like trying not to stare, but like, I want that. Wow. <laughs> it's, um, it's so great. Do it. That's that's awesome. Totally do yeah, it. Yeah, there's no <laughs> way I could it. make it through a land without eating the funnel cake. Like, it'd be gone. From- <laughs> I, think, I think you have to eat one, then get another so one get just you? to walk through. <laughs> this is just a walking funnel cake. It's fine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I got my road cake. It's your walking funnel cake. <laughs> wow. And then go to uh, the Stage Door Cafe Shut and get... Shut I just, I just made this up. Wow, I was waiting really- for this. I was waiting for that. <laughs> oh, boy. Uh, anyway, so Lindsay is going to join us here in a little bit to talk about the Disney Moms panel, what we can do to become Disney Moms panelists, what happens... I'm excited about this. Yeah. Do you actually get luggage? Do you get a free trip? What do you get? What I, happens? I want to know the things? all the things. I know. And then I want to ask her honestly about the questions. Yes. Thank you. Because uh, to be honest with you, that's the the weirdest part of this whole Disney Moms panel is like how you have to answer the questions in a certain way. Uh-huh. And uh, uh-huh. I just want the answer. That's just me. Like I want... I want the answer. I'm in a hurry. I just want I want the answer. I don't right. want the, 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 the fluff in the beginning, but that's part of it, and I understand that, and that's right. probably why I haven't been um, a Disney mom. I'm sure that's the reason. Panelist. That's probably exactly the reason. Um, <clears throat> okay, before we do that, though, find us on iTunes, TuneIn, Radio Stitcher, also SpectroRadio.us. You can, uh, we're just on the feed there, so listen to Spectro, and then every once in a while, You'll hear our lovely voices. I, I'm assuming we're still on there. I don't know. Yeah, unless he Jeremy. said last time that we yeah. were. Yeah. All right. Something, I think 9 a.m. on, on Saturday? sun, Saturdays or Saturdays. Sundays. Jeremy's in Disneyland Paris right now. I know. He's such There's a jerk. snow. It's beautiful. He First gets- of all, it's like 45 minutes outside of Paris. Yeah. Second of all, he goes to Paris a lot, and he's always in Disneyland Paris. It's like the Titanic for him. There's other things. There's things to do in Paris. I don't know. Yeah, but I don't know if he knows, but that. he has. But he's already paying for his like super pass. Yeah. So That's I think crazy. he gets in there. Well, actually, does that work? I thought it was just Walt Disney World and Disneyland. I don't know. I think it might be. There should be like a mega global pass. Yeah, because isn't Disneyland Paris? The one that's individually or it's like privately owned or something. Not no. anymore. They Not anymore. It. Okay. But I think it's like half a dollar to get in, so you know it's fine because <laughs> nobody true. goes. It there. was super affordable. <laughs> they pay you right. to go there. <laughs> um, you can find us on social media, of course, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, Pinterest. Uh, any feedback on this show goes to Taryn at earsup-podcast.com. Any show suggestions or uh, you know for for uh, guests or topics that goes to Terrence. You can say hi. Hi. To Bev. Sorry, I wasn't speaking. <laughs> and anything else comes to me. I'm Jason at earsup-podcast.com. Uh, you can support us via our Amazon link. We do a little Amazon shopping. Uh, they give us a little cut of that, and that helps keep the lights on here. Uh, you can be a reoccurring donor via PayPal. You can go to getcoveears.com and buy cove ears or churro shirts. You can also go to patreon.com slash earsup and become a Patreon member. We have some cool, fabulous tiers for you. Um and uh, we just released our secret show for January. 
and that was fun. We did the tiki 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 rum drink, and it was delicious. It was delicious. It was pretty good. Um, and then also, of course, we have our brand new show it's called Sabers and Superpowers. Anthony and his two nerd friends get together and talk about all things Marvel nice. and <laughs> Star Wars. And their show should release. I'm hoping it will release this week. I'm waiting for uh, a show synopsis from him. And uh, that'll be their fifth show. That nice. they've started. Cool. So, look, if you're a Patreon supporter, uh, you're getting an, an extra show for free, and that's kind of cool. I mean, honestly, even if you're not a Patreon supporter, you get an extra show for free. But, uh, you know, <laughs> let's not worry about that. So, we're doing three shows a month here yeah. on this program. Wow. It's pretty good. Hey, if you want your own show, I'm like the Netflix of, of <laughs> podcast. You want your own show? You get a show. You get a show. You all get shows. Oprah. Oprah. <laughs> Just pitch an idea. Yeah. Um, all right, Taryn, feedback. Feedback us, please. All right. We only have one today, but it's kind of long. So here we go. Uh, this is Darn. from uh, Brian. Hello, the Brian. Sub- the subject is That White Rabbits Show. Oh. <laughs> here we go. <laughs> <laughs> the White Rabbits Show was the first show I had to turn off before I finished. Oh. That Jake Fife guy was so full of it. Uh, the whole thing was unreal. He started out way too fast talking and used car salesman slick. And after 45 minutes, he was still, quote unquote, setting the stage for whatever the controversy was about without ever telling us the nature of it. Mm. We didn't need to know how many bands he'd <laughs> been sound engineer for. And I rolled my eyes, not literally, about him talking about how he reluctantly became the leader of the social club community and resolves disputes between clubs. Like the Godfather, I guess. <laughs> But the interview hit the wall with this uh, supposed pedo stuff. Uh, note that he was very artful about that other guy in the lawsuit sending texts to a 12-year-old girl. Jake never claimed that they were inappropriate or even bad and mm-hmm. never said how many. Texts could constitute, quote, mom wants to know where the club is having lunch and, quote, uh, we are at Space Mountain now. Jake artfully made sure he wasn't going to get prosecuted for defamation, which you don't care about if the guy is actually a pedo. <laughs> but where I had to turn it off was when he, uh, when he said he couldn't convince the mom to call the cops and, quote-unquote, only the mother could contact the cops. That is BS. Right, yeah. Uh, it would be hearsay if he, if he did it, but all mandated reported, reporter mm-hmm. reporting is hearsay, too. If he was really concerned that something was going on, he's a terrible person for not calling the cops. <laughs> and he's just trying to make Sarno look bad. He's a terrible person for trying to frame a guy. Nothing stopped him from calling the cops or CPS. You guys were good, and I don't have any complaints about about your end of the interview. Yeah, that's I'm, right. <laughs> I'm probably a little too hot under the collar about this guy right now. <laughs> but whatever lawsuit is going on, I have a hard time... Um, I have to believe that Fife Guy is totally in the wrong. Frankly, he reminded me uh, of the time the morning show KROK in L.A. had a guy on who was promoting his book about how Courtney had Kurt Cobain killed. Hijacked the show for like two hours with Bull and never got any supposed proof. Okay, I got that off my chest. Thanks and keep your ears up. All right. Courtney did have Kurt killed, right? <laughs> what, do you, have a, do you have a third cousin on your grandfather's no, side? Saying, that- I'm just saying, if you listen to the whole the whole album that came out right afterwards, it sounds a lot like a Nirvana album. I would never listen to a whole album. It was a good, it was a good album. What? A, if I said that, you would turn my microphone off. Seriously. No, I'm not saying For that real. she did. I'm just saying that they got good all of a sudden and then got terrible again. When she ran out of material that Kurt wrote before she had him murdered. 
This is ridiculous. I'm kidding. Ridiculous. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Okay. Uh, no, he's not. Okay, great. Uh, yeah. Well, Brian, uh, thanks for the you know thanks for the feedback. Uh, look, it was a weird show. Yeah. It was a weird interview. Um, I, you know, I agree with some of your stuff. Um, I, you know, hey. To each his own, man. I don't know. Yeah. I'm interested to see if that lawsuit goes anywhere still. Yeah. yeah. Or if that article ever comes out. I will tell you, after interviewing <laughs> right. this guy, I noticed so many white rabbit people in the park that I've never, ever noticed oh, before. Yeah. But they roll so deep. Yeah. I mean, I saw several every single day I was there. There's well, like a G, like a thousand of them or something like that. When, like, you're, when you're fleecing guests for money, you have to roll. <laughs> I'm kidding. It's a joke. It's a joke. Everyone relax. Everyone calm down. For the it record, was, Beverly Moore did not say that. <laughs> <laughs> it was just a joke. Yeah, I've never really, I've never seen them anywhere. And then when you were in the park, no, I mean, you kept sending me photos. I'm like, wow, were, where did they come they from? They were everywhere. Yeah. <laughs> Crazy. And it know, wasn't man. the same guy. It was like several different people. Well, I imagine that. Thanks for the clarification. <laughs> yeah. You're welcome. That dude was everywhere. And you know what the weirdest part about he it? Was he had shoes on. What? It was so weird. <laughs> and he was like eating food sometimes, but sometimes not. <laughs> and I think he had already eaten food, and that's why he wasn't eating. Wow. That was craziness. But not the same guy. Not the same guy. Different not guy. Not the same guy. Different he guy. grew and shrunk. Yeah. Literally hate you. Skin became different <laughs> colors. He was suntan. He was really sun. <laughs> uh, anyway, we're joined today by Lindsay. Lindsay, are you on the line, please? Yes, I am here. Perfect. Thank you very much for joining us. How's everything going for you? It's going good. How about y'all? Uh, you know, pretty good. Not too bad. We're settling in here for uh, for a little show here to talk to some Disney Moms panel, and it's a, a, a subject that Terrence and I are very passionate about. <laughs> uh, I would say oddly <laughs> passionate about. Um, I don't think it's rational to be this passionate about something that, uh, I don't know, it dis- the Disney Moms panel. It just seems like a weird... Yeah, it continues to <laughs> elude me. Yes. Yes. You guys are not the only ones. It is... Um quite uh obsession for quite a few people and i did not realize that when i initially applied and i think i'm kind of thankful that i wasn't aware because i think i would have been way more intimidated and way more scared going in i was <laughs> naive and it was kind of nice going in when did you apply so I became aware of the mom's panel kind of indirectly when i first started doing from disney races and i would google questions <sighs> Um, and I would see Lori and Faith's answers, and they were the run Disney moms before me, and I was kind of not even aware that this was a thing. I was just referencing it when it would pop up on Google. And so then I saw the ad um, in the summer of 2016 on Facebook, actually, and I bookmarked the date um, in my calendar to go back and check it out. And so I went on. The day it opened, I applied within maybe 10 or 15 minutes submitted it and kind of forgot about it. (laughs) And then it was two weeks later that I got the email about um, round two. And I realized like, oh my gosh, this is awesome. Like I I kind of just submitted it on a whim. And so once I made it into round two is when I started Googling a little bit (laughs) (laughs) to see how many people apply to this. What are the odds of getting it? And that's when I was, Totally overwhelmed and um, excited, but the, you know the expression um, "comparison is the thief, is the thief of joy." <laughs> that definitely kind of came out there <laughs> wow. because I started. Um, I found the Facebook groups 
Um, for those that aren't aware, there are Facebook groups out there with hopefuls, and um, it is honestly the most awesome bunch of people you'll find on Facebook. You find horrible people on Facebook, and that is not what these groups are. <laughs> Everyone true. is so supportive. Everyone is so nice. And um, so I found these groups, and I started seeing, like, okay, who's made it to round two? And so I'm looking at women who have done, like, 35 run Disney races, have, like, literally over 100 medals. And I was like, oh, that was nice to make it to round two. Like, that was <laughs> good, good job. <laughs> um, but I kind of thought it was going to be over after that point. And round two um, includes a video submission. And I'm... I've never filmed myself. I've never been on camera. I've never done YouTube videos or anything like that. So trying to record a video of myself was terrifying. And <laughs> you realize very quickly that you think your voice is like the most annoying thing in the world. So oh I submitted God. round two. And then again, kind of was trying not to think about it, but it was kind of like I said, it's an impression at that point and you're wanting to know, and you have no idea when the next date's going to be. And, and I found out about round three. <laughs> um, wow. And so, yeah, I, I, I think I was, um, like I said, I think I was really lucky going in kind of naive because it wasn't, it, it, I just felt like I was kind of putting myself out there and this is me and I wasn't trying to be something I wasn't because I didn't know anything about it and I didn't know what they were looking for per so, se. So you weren't, um, you weren't trying hard essentially is, is kind of what I'm. No, well, no, I mean, I mean, as far as like, as far as like, um, trying to, well, I guess you said trying to be something that you're not. And, and, and to me, that means trying hard, right? Like you're, you're, you're really trying too hard. You're overcompensating because you, you're doing what you think they want rather than being yourself. Absolutely. And I, I, I see people, I mean, they get their hearts broken over and they just, I know people want a reason. People will start asking, well, what exactly did you say for this? And what exactly did you say for this? Oh, we'll and get, it's we'll really not even necessarily <laughs> well, the words you say. I think they're just looking year to year at the personality types. They, they've got different things they've got to fill. And you never know from year to year what they're looking for. So don't try and be anyone but yourself when you go into it. So you said you did research. Do you know how many people apply for this program? The Disney official answer will always be <laughs> thousands and thousands. Of course, right. Um, it, it is an overwhelming number. And I told friends that I've made um, throughout the panel that are still applying, I've told them um, it's a numbers game. So if you don't make it from round one to round two, it's a numbers game. Don't take it personally. It's not that they didn't like you. It is thousands and thousands of applications and it's just it's a numbers game and it's luck really yeah because i I have to believe i mean my personality is stellar (laughs) stellar right so um no but uh, i i would have to think that they just they get let's say five thousand submissions which i honestly think is on the low end yeah for for this oh yeah um so let's say they get Mm five thousand they could potentially already have the amount of people that they want to fill in the first 500. Yeah. And they never even see the leftover 4,500. They just never, they never get to them. Right. Because who's... Cause I, will tell you, I will tell you this. This I can tell you. Every single application is read. Really? Oh, wow. By a human every being? Not like AI? Right? By a human person, every single application is read. So don't ever feel like huh. you're submitting it and you 
it's going into a computer. A lot of people think it's going into a computer that's filtering out. But if I said Cinderella's castle instead of Cinderella, oh, that's why. Every single one is read by a person. So don't ever feel like you are wasting your time submitting. Submit, give it a shot because it will be read. Did you ever meet the people who review those? Yeah. So it's it's the um, admin team who kind of runs the panel for us. So it's the people that are there at training. It's the people you're working kind of contacting throughout the year when you have questions and stuff like that. It's that team. How many people are on that team? Um, I'm trying to think. I don't know that every one of them read every single round, so I'm not even exactly sure. But I know the entire team is probably roughly, I'd say, 10 people or so. So, so you might bring in others. I'm not, I'm honestly not sure of that. We are still even kind of once you're on the inside, you're still a little blind to, uh, yeah, sure. I mean, um, it's, you know, it's Disney, right? They have inner workings that they don't yeah. necessarily need to, I mean, you don't need to know, right? So they're not going to tell you. But I guess my, the, the point for that was, can you imagine being on that, like, how many, how many wow. submissions do you personally read? Let's say, Terrence, let's say you were on that admin panel uh-huh. and you read you, 500, I don't know, even 100, That's a even lot. 100 people answering the same question, right. essentially the same way. How do you choose somebody based on their personality in a, paragraph it's a canned answer, answer. basically yeah it's, i don't know well, and I, I i think that what probably uh put Lindsay aside from everyone else mm-hmm. is the fact that she went into it without thinking too hard about it mm-hmm. without over analyzing what disney would want to hear so that probably is what set, i'm guessing that's what set her apart is that it was her voice instead of disney's voice well, well speaking of someone who's made it to the final round oh my uh, god no, i was just kidding no i'm totally kidding <laughs> Job. No, i'm totally kidding but no uh, what are you the tom brady now yes yeah i made it right there to the, to the goal line and then no, you uh, dropped the ball, I dropped the ball. <laughs> but no i mean and i think that you and i both both have seen this as well people yeah. who've made it and but haven't made it all the way right. is that that first round it is i mean you have you're personally i know i'm overthinking it you know they're saying where's the best place to to go for a little bit of break in the park and i'm not going to say go to uh you know jolly holiday cafe or something because i feel like everyone it's like uh categories like everyone's going <laughs> to say that so you have to think of something way out of the box and literally never played categories really <laughs> yeah that was the most like irrelevant <laughs> analogy i've ever You've heard never- in my entire life Okay, anyway, anyway, so you try to think of something that's way outside of the box, and a lot of times maybe it's so outside of the box, they're like, eh, whatever, yeah. like it's not even good advice. So I don't huh. know. I What I really want, I want Lindsay just to send us the answers that she gave, <laughs> and I want a copy. I want to cheat off of you, Lindsay. That's what I want. Lindsay, what do you think about what, what Terrence said? Not the cheating part, of course, because uh, winners don't cheat. Uh, that's why Tom Brady lost. But um, uh, about what Terrence said about the, you know, trying too hard for – to find that answer, right? Is there is there a benefit maybe to just saying what you think everyone... I mean, not even saying what you think it's going to happen, just what you would do personally? Um, because I don't necessarily have, like, an insider, I can't tell you exactly what they're looking for, but I would say go with what your gut is. So when you okay. read that question, the first thing that pops into your head is what I would go with. Honestly, but that's just my personal opinion, and that's right. kind of what I did. And so, but I wouldn't, I mean, if they're asking, hey, what's something new to do in the parks this year? Maybe don't say like that one gigantic thing that everyone's like, 
maybe saying Pandora, the world of Avatar, would not be the best answer. You know what I mean? Yeah. But if, if, if you read the question, you have some kind of personal attachment to it, go with that. I know um, because a lot of my questions, because I applied as the run Disney mom, all of my questions were run based. And so I spoke a lot from about like that turn down main street when it's still dark and, and um, like I, I tear up every time I've done, I don't know how many renderings <laughs> and I still tear up. And I talked about that moment. And so I think that like just that natural, like true Disney love, make that come out. And if it's what you think is an obvious answer, I would still roll with it because it's what your gut said to do. Okay. All right. So okay, so you're you're on the panel. You've you you've been accepted to in the world the kimono has been opened into the world of the <laughs> Disney moms, right? And so what so yeah. what happens? You get a trip to Disney World, I think, and, and, and what kind of what kind of other cool stuff do you that ha- happens to you? So we um, had our um, training dates from round one. They give you the dates and just make sure before you apply that you can go on these dates. And um, so we had our dates laid out and we had nothing beforehand. We um, all had that. We have a Facebook group um, chat that we kind of stay in contact constantly, my class. Um, and we were just stressing out. We had no idea what to pack. We didn't know if we should be doing business casual or should we be doing jeans? Should we be doing park attire? We had no clue. So I can tell you every single one of us way overpacked for our training trip. But we did have a training trip. It was um, December 8th through 12th. And we went to Walt Disney World. We stayed at Disney's Grand Floridian and, um, sorry, sorry, the question. I'd say it's about 50, 50 classroom training and kind of being in the parks and doing hands-on kind of things. Um, the big emphasis every year for training is kind of, like I said, what's coming up new in the parks that we might not have personal, um, experience with to answer questions but we're going to get questions on we have so many questions on pandora before it opened and what the rides were going to be like and we had no idea because we didn't get to see it beforehand we got to see um the model that you've seen but that was about it and we kind of got the same kind of coy answers of what's this ride going to be like and the disney answer of well it's going to be like riding on a banshee but we didn't get any of the specific details um so they're kind of trying to give you an idea of what's going to be coming up, what's changing in the parks. We had um, some information on like dining plans and allergies and accommodations and just things that probably individually one of us had experience with, but not everyone had experience with. So they kind of gave us a little training on that. Um, okay, so they kind of make you all just kind of well-rounded Disney question answerers. Yeah, exactly. And um, the, the big thing we stress, and this is probably one of the uh, more challenging things with answering questions, is we will, it's always our personal experience, and it's what we feel like you should do in the parks or something like that. But we will always give a Disney official answer. And so that's kind of the tricky part is um, we get questions a lot where, um, like, the mom, the, 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 the child's turning three the day before they leave for their trip. Okay. And do I, do I need to buy a ticket? <laughs> well, the Disney official answer is yes, your child is three. You need to get a ticket, but you know what I mean? And so that's the only tricky part is where 
we're, we're giving you our honest opinions and our answers, but it will be the Disney official answer. Now, do you email that that, that, that person who, who wrote in? Do you email them from your separate account? <laughs> like, look, no one's going to ask for a birth certificate, so just save yourself $150 a day. <laughs> we wish we could, but we can't. And we'll get, uh, we, we get those questions, and those are probably the hardest ones. Is that, um, yeah, it's some kind of the harder ones is that you just you, you kind of feel for the person because they're being honest and they're being truthful and they want to do the right thing, but you're just like, just don't ask. <laughs> can, you just, can you not respond to some questions, <laughs> or can you just pass them off to somebody else? Like you deal with this one. Um, that that will happen. So when you let when you go into the queue, you'll see every question that's asked, and um, you can kind of. It, they want you to answer with what you have personal experience. Now, if no one has personal experience, someone's got to take one for the team and kind of do the research and do the digging, but they really do want us to answer with what we have personal experience, what Mm -hmm. we don't necessarily need to be Googling and looking into because we've done it ourselves. Okay. Hmm. Got it. So when they, sorry, when they, so when they take you around the park to show you stuff, is it, like private tour or, you know, you're, are you just in the front of the house, I guess, for lack of a better term, taking notes and kind of talking, do you get to go backstage at all and kind of in a quieter zone and, and, uh, and learn a little bit more about what you're, what you're going to be talking about there? We did get to do, um, quite a bit backstage, but the rules applied for us, just like they do for cast members. We're not supposed to take pictures back there. Nothing like that goes on social media. Um, I know the team, had some trouble planning training for the newer class because my class is way overshared on social media. Everything was on an Instagram story. Everything was on Facebook. And so when they came to plan for the new class, they were like, well, we have to start from scratch because we didn't, you know what I mean? They wanted there to still be surprises and cool new stuff for them to do. And we have way overshared. So you guys blew um, it for everybody. you like I'm sorry? You, you blew it for everybody. You like released the crib notes for the test, and then we so the teacher did. had to redo the we test. We kind of did, yeah. yeah. So uh, well, that's cool. We, I mean, I we get... noticed as we're kind of stalking along with the newer class, like, oh, what are they getting to do? Oh, but are they getting any insight on this? Um, there was a little bit more of a curtain this year because yeah. I think that it, it's just going to be a struggle for them. They can't keep training super exciting if everything's on social media. So. So you're saying, um, but we did get to do some behind scenes stuff, yeah. So you said you were along with the the new class this time as well. No, I think she means on social, like in the oh, chat. No, sorry, okay, fo- that's fine. Then. Okay, following along with them on social media, yeah. We just noticed, but I mean, we became a lot of the people um, that made this year's panel were um, in round three with me last year, and so. We kind of made a smaller round three group and would chat about like the interviews and what was going on. So we kind of knew each other a lot. I actually um, shared a room at D23 with one of the girls. I had only met her on Facebook. Um, And she's on the panel. She's on the new panel this year. So, Well, that's cool. I mean, I I, I would feel comfortable sharing a room with someone I met on Facebook (laughs) if it was, if they were essentially vetted. Yeah. For me by Disney. <laughs> right. Because you know that person's yeah. not going to be wearing your 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 hair as a wig or anything <laughs> weird's going to happen. You know what I mean? Because they're, they're vetted by yeah, Disney. We, it's fine. Yeah, we, we met up in uh, downtown Disney. And I remember just thinking, I had a girlfriend from home with me. And then we were meeting up with her. And I remember just saying, like, I really hope she's just like normal as she is online i hope she thinks she totally was and it, we started chatting like we had known each other forever and so oh that's nice yeah but 
She had a shirt on that said, I love Lindsay. <laughs> <laughs> Single white female. I did my hair like she's yours. Actually, the, uh, she's actually the Disneyland mom this year. So oh, well, she cool. would be answering questions for people that kind of tune into y'all often. Cool. That's awesome. That's really cool. So what was the coolest thing that you saw in your training? Because training's at Disney World, right? Yes. For everybody. Training is at Disney World. Okay. Yes, for what, everyone. What was, and, the, what was um, the coolest thing I that you saw? Think probably the, I have two like things that stick out in my head. One was our first night there. We were in Epcot, and um, the dinner that night for us, they catered in from all of the pavilions. So it was like a buffet of Chinese food and Italian food and Japanese food. And and it was so cool because we got to eat like our way around the world at Epcot in one sitting. And you didn't have Um, to move. So that was just really cool and something you don't get to do often. And we had a really cool um, point of view. We were above the American Adventure, kind of like in a sweet room they have up there. Mm -hmm. Um, And it was just a really cool view of Epcot. You don't get to get often. Um, and then we I'm did curious. get to see the mountains of Pandora from backstage when things were still under construction. That was one of the things that was no pictures, no social media, but just getting to see that was really cool because the floating mountains were something that kind of everyone was wondering, how are they going to do this? How are they going to accomplish this? Cause you kept seeing it kind of out there as yeah. one of the big feats of the um, land. And then, but my favorite memory from training was we were given like free time to just kind of go into the parks as a class I and so. enjoy our free time. And um, one night we were, our whole class got on Big Thunder Mountain and it was, you know how you always see the Disney commercials and like Mickey's just out walking around and you know that doesn't happen. And <laughs> um, it's kind of just there for the commercial magic moment. Um we were on Big Thunder Mountain, though, and the fireworks were going off oh, wow. like a commercial. Wow. And, yeah, and it was, we were all on one train, and it was like, as we were going over the hills, you were seeing them explode. Every It was like a commercial, and it Jeez. was the coolest moment, and we got off, and we all realized, like, oh, my gosh, like, this is real life. We're really going to do this. It was just really cool. <laughs> That's awesome. I, That's I really want this. cool. <laughs> Taryn had a question. Go ahead. Oh, uh, just to backtrack for a half a second, I was just curious when you, when they did the buffet of the uh, the whole Epcot <laughs> weird thing, girl. food. Yeah. <laughs> did the, what, I'm just really curious, like of this process. Was there alcohol? Did they serve alcohol with that, or is it just food? Um, we did have alcohol that night. There we go. Um, we did. We just had like a, it wasn't necessarily the drinks from around the world though. It was just like a bartender in there, and we could kind of order wine or beer and. Did anyone I remember get sloppy? being a little nervous to drink because you're like, are you supposed to drink? Yeah. Is it frowned upon to drink? But right. then everyone was like, it's wine, Disney. Like, we're without our kids. Let's get wine. Right. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's, that's another question I have. So you guys are there for, what, three to four days? Or four days, right, for training? Do you really have enough time? Um, okay. Go ahead. Sorry, keep going. Uh, so <laughs> I was going to say, yeah, it was it was four nights, five days. Okay, so in four nights, five days, do you is it like a summer camp thing where you guys are best friends by the end of the trip, or is you it cry one when of, you leave? Right, or is it one of those things where it's like, okay, out of these twelve people or fifteen people I'm on the panel with, there's like two that I actually remember and still am in contact with at the end of the trip. 
Oh gosh, no. We, my entire class is in contact constantly. Like every single, we have a Facebook um, messenger because we've got some moms in Canada and um, our dad's Canadian and then we have a mom in Brazil. Mm -hmm. So we can't do text messages because it would, Ah, everyone's bill would be ridiculous. So we just use Facebook messenger. And I am not joking. I would say maybe 20 minutes max besides of sleeping is the only time that combo is not going off. Wow. Um, yeah, we are in constant contact. So, okay. So then another, yeah. sorry, another question to go on along with that then. So you yeah. guys are in constant contact and I've heard you say the word class multiple times mm-hmm. regarding uh, the group of people. So, you have training for four days is right before the turn of the year. And then you have 365 days on as a panelist is, are there, is there any kind of class or any further training that happens over the course of the year? And then also if you have to answer the questions in the quote unquote Disney way, is there someone who's kind of monitoring what the answers are that you're giving and coming back to you? If you don't answer them, you know, in the the right way. Okay, so the the class term, sorry, I'm hearing kind of an echo with you guys a little bit, but the class term kind of comes from like the group that comes in every year. So I'll be the class of 17. The class coming in this year is class of 18, and that's kind of how you identify yourself with the alumni panelists. So we've also got, it's not just my class I've gotten to know through this, it's kind of all 150 people that have ever been a panelist in the past 10 years. Um, so that's kind of how we identify ourselves is I'm part of the class of 17 and, um, we, I've become really good friends with a lot of people that were in the class of 14. And so that's kind of how we look at ourselves and the entire panel every year will be the full class for that year plus some alumni. So you'll have the full class of 18 right now, and then you'll have some from 17, some from 14, from oh nine, and so that's kind of where the class terminology comes from. Ah, got it. And and then throughout the year, um, we will get updates um, with like big changes in like process or policy or something like that. We we get a newsletter that kind of updates us on that. Um, but as far as our questions being monitored, they are um, not. They are our other than there is someone who monitors to make sure we're not going out there and like throwing out curse words, but it's not someone that necessarily knows Disney to know if we're answering the question right or not. Um, and so we will get questions pulled. Um, I know like people have answered questions and the policy changes like a week later because it's Disney and they'll go to the admins and say, Hey, I answered this two weeks ago. Um, it's not right anymore. Can you pull it? And so they can pull the question. But a lot of times it's us kind of offering up our question of, hey, this is out there and we don't want it to be anymore. Can you take it down? Got it. Okay, that makes sense. That does make sense. Um, okay, let me talk about uh, <laughs> probably the, the problem that I have with being a Disney Moms panelist um, is the, the Disney format uh, answering questions. Cause oh, to- I'm reading them right now and I hate it. I know, and uh, it's kind of so do I. To be to be complete, I mean, this is Sorry. an honest show. It this is. is a safe space. Terrence just totally glared at Beverly for saying. No, that. I'm literally reading them. And I'm like, there's just so many words. Yeah, and so I was saying before the show that you know I I want just 
me, my brain works better when I just I get the answer. Here's my question, and here's the answer. But for me, the hard part is you know you go through like um, this this gal is saying, uh, hey, we're flying into I don't know somewhere. A, far, a flight al- arrives after 10 p.m. Um, and I read they don't offer services for luggage, blah, blah, blah. And the answer is, hi, Elizabeth. There's just one week left until you arrive for your magical Walt Disney World Resort vacation. Are you counting down the minutes? I would be. And I just, it it, it hurts my brain um, to, to, to do that. So is there is there some sort of training in that regard where they tell you, hey, you should put some personality in before you get to the answer to kind of endear everybody to the mom's panel? A lot of that will just be the individual panelists. Um, Some panelists are very um, punny, and they will slip in. Yeah. (laughs) Um, Some panelists are just very direct, like, this is the answer, this is. And um, it honestly just kind of depends on who gets your question. Um, We try to find that balance of putting in, like, a little bit of the, like, Disney magic and a little bit of the like glitter and sparkle of the question, but understanding that everyone is as obsessed with Disney as we are. And some people are going to be turned off by it. So trying to kind of find that balance because some people read it and they love that stuff and other people don't and they totally roll their eyes. And so you're kind of trying to find that balance as a panelist, but it's not necessarily something that we're instructed to do. We're um, pretty much just told address the guest direct by name and then close with your name. See and and because that's what I've been doing with the, the with the, the the panel thing. I'll go look at the questions that have already been answered that you guys have put up, and I'll try to form or I'll try to 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 put my answer when I'm doing the 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 audition, I guess, um, into that kind of cookie cutter mold because that's what I think that they want to hear. But it turns out, Terrence, mm-hmm. that I don't need to do that. That I can just be myself, and maybe people will like uh, well, you a do grouchy, have a really great personality. <laughs> yeah, I, have, yeah, I know. have an amazing personality. <laughs> well, that's the problem too is that they have like a two hundred character uh, max response, and by the time I'm done with, hi there, so and so. I hope that you're going to have a great time at Disneyland. But I have like three words left. I'm Congratulations like, Congratulations on celebrating your 32nd anniversary. Yeah, 32 years is a long time. You know, I remember when I turned 32. Uh, you know, I was wearing a suit and tie, and I went out to this restaurant, and it was really good. And I wish I had gone to Disneyland instead. Here, it's uh, out of characters. Uh, actually, sir, I was asking about renting strollers. <laughs> yeah, with those like 200 word limits, I would not waste a single word that you don't need to. Um, And I think for some people, um, that's just who they are and it comes across naturally. I think if it's not you and you're trying to do it, it's going to be evident. You know what I mean? So yeah, and that that's probably where when you were at uh, dinner hanging out when, uh, for training, where people uh, did you ask one of your your roommates, "Hey, do you guys you guys want to go to Spaceship Earth?" Well, hey, thank you, Lindsay, for your opportunity <laughs> to go to Spaceship Earth. You know, I love Epcot, and they're just like because I imagine that that's how some people just are. In in person, yeah. Yeah. and I would die if if I asked someone a question in real life, and they gave me these answers in real, like face to face in real life. That would be amazing. Would actually, it? I would, would just be. like stand there and just like. We should shoot a video. That'd be a good funny video. If someone's like, "Hey, do you know which way is the car thing?" Yeah, I will say when you 
all get together and you're like all Disney fanatics. And I think for most of us, our spouse doesn't share that. Um, they kind of tolerate our Disney obsession. So when you get us all together and we're all mutually like Disney obsessed, yeah. like it does kind of get that like over the top <laughs> cheesy just because you like with your people. You know what I mean? Right, right, right. That's funny. But um, I will say that the only thing kind of going back to like what Disney instructs us and what they don't, you will hear like over and over and over nomenclature. Mm -hmm. That really is the only thing that we are instructed is like, make sure you're using the right word for something. Um, Right. Like like, like Disney vacation club resort. I see. Yeah. I don't call it like the teacup ride. You Uh, know what I mean? Right. So do you That's ha- the only kind of instruction we're given. Do you have like a, is there a boss who is kind of like uh, checking over you guys or, you know, reading your answers and do, do and does anybody get like reprimanded? Is it, like is it mediated? <laughs> yeah. Or is it just you guys are on your own after training? No. So there is someone who within Disney, it is her job to run the mom's panel. Okay. And she does other things in addition to that, a lot of like social media involvement, but under her umbrella is the mom's panel, and she's the one who runs uh, like the whole group. Um, Okay. I will tell you, she does not read all of our answers by any means. Right. Um, Well, you guys are doing what, 18 18 answers a day each or something like that? No, so it's. the contract can kind of change from year to year. For us personally, it was 15 questions a week. Oh, okay. Oh, that's not bad. It's not no, bad at all. It's not bad at all. And I was ha- wondering if there was a quota like you have to make. Yeah, and how many people are on the panel at a time or for a year, I guess? <laughs> so I think my year was 37. I could be wrong on that oh. answer, but it was in the 30s. Can you imagine? Uh, Out of several thousand. Oh, my God, for sure. 37. But like 15 questions a week each times 37 that's math that's a lot of questions to answer and like comb over it kind of yeah. goes back to like yeah, and I, all the all the the entrance like you can't i would assume you can't read them all and i think that's why a lot of people are broken like me mentally and think that they just all these things go into some ai thing and get right. scanned for keywords because who can i i think an average person would break down repeat reading the same thing kind of over and over again but just in different in different formats i'm sorry to whoever read mine <laughs> I'm sorry to whoever read mine because uh, it was probably too amazing. Yeah, They're right. Like, you actually you broke them. They're mind yeah. blown. <laughs> it's you know it's like future the rapper. He's just he's too ahead of his oh, time, right? Oh wow, that's me. In five years they're gonna go. No, um, do you? So you're not doing the panel anymore, right? You're not answering questions. You're done. You fulfilled your your contract and, and stuff like that. I am. So I um, did one year on the panel. Mm-hmm. You're eligible to come back for a second year. After two years, you have to take a year off. Um, but well, then you, you can kind of get invited back at any time. Oh, okay. I did not come back this year because Run Disney was reduced on the panel site. So it kind of used to be its own category mm-hmm. with them not having West Coast races anymore. Right. Run Disney was kind of cut in half. And so they kind of just rolled it into um, Walt Disney World. So it's not its own category. And- yeah, which was very sad for us because yeah. we, we just did our, our run Disney, our first run last year, and we were kind of pumped I'm, for it. Yeah, I know. I was kind of, I mean, I, know, I don't run, but. I, I listened to that 
podcast of y'all's, and I remember being so bummed because you guys were, like, really excited about it and kind of getting on board, and then it just stopped. <laughs> Yeah, and, but you know, I, I mean, they're going to blow up, you know, downtown Disney. So I guess it's, you can't. I don't know. Like There's running, no way to do it. Running through a minefield kind of a thing. That'd be pretty awesome. Right. I have a question. The, yeah, I did raise my hand. <laughs> she can't see you. But you right. Um, when you say you were eligible to come back, does that mean you had to go through the application process all over again, or you just could be like, "Hey, I want to come back," and they just let you back on the panel? Yeah, it was just kind of like an informal, are you interested or not? It's not the whole application process. Oh, and cool. we're just looking at the past alumni. That makes a lot of sense because I was looking at the uh, Disney Moms panel thing today, and I'm like, wait a minute, that person was on last year. How are they still on? So here's the other question. If they're letting so many people back on, is that why Jason and I aren't getting on? Is there not enough room for us now? That's got to be what it is. Right? Lindsay, you don't have to answer it. I'll answer it for you. That's got to be exactly what it is, and that's the only reason. That's the only reason. Actually, a better question would be, do do, do uh, the people who get to stay on for another year, or, 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 or agree to, I guess, get to go back to Disney World with a free trip? For training. Go ahead and answer they that question. So they, so they don't get training again. That is kind of what our contract is, though, is. We get to come for training, and then you get to come for your reward trip. Okay. So they will get another reward trip this year. Uh, wow, that's cool. Sign me up. I'm I will never. Be. I will never say no. Call me Senator Terrence because I'll never be off that panel. <laughs> <laughs> is the reward yeah, trip? And I think that's how most of the alumni are. Is um, kind of how we were talking earlier about. Oh, it's just fifteen questions. I will tell you guys, it is more of a time commitment than I think anyone in my class realized coming in. But we wouldn't change that, and we still sign up for it again. Um, oh, yeah. And I think that's kind of how vast majority of the alumni bunch is, is, like, sign me up tomorrow. I will come back. Can you stay? Can you opt to out of staying at the Grand Floridian and stay at the Poly <laughs> instead? Because that's more of my jam than the Floridian. <laughs> yeah, so the Grand Floridian was for training. When you come back for your reward trip, you can kind of work with the um, agent who's booking the reward trip. And let them know like what your preference for dates and I thought it was the, the same. I thought it was the same thing. So, so I see what you're saying. So it's the same dates as the training, but you don't go through training because you already did it. So you're just you're just along for the ride kind of thing, right? No, no, no. I'm sorry. No. So you get to elect when you want to come back for your reward trip. And is that just for you, or can your family come with you? So it, it's um, for four people. So if you have a family of five, you are kind of paying for that fifth person, which we had one mom who has three kids, and that's what she did. Huh. Because my son is not three yet. He doesn't count as a person. Uh-huh. So me and my husband <laughs> came, plus my parents. So there was five of us, but we didn't have to pay anything extra Dude. because that's he doesn't awesome. count. Go ahead, Terry. So by the time... It rolls around next time. Yes. My youngest will be three, which means I would have to pay for her. So we're I think maybe, the youngest is two. No, she'll be three by the time we can. <laughs> I think yeah. she's two. She's, she's two right now. She'll be three. Okay. Well, uh, yeah, well Terrence. Well, I'm sorry. I can't. If I'm trying to be a panelist, I'm going to be honest. So, right. so we have to make a pact right now that if any of us make it, yeah. this is the group going. Okay. Okay. I'm in. Yeah. All right. Put your, oh. hand. Put your hand in. Yes. Oh, that would be so fun. Uh, Here we go. Yeah. Sam doesn't want right. to go anyway. Whoa, Bundy. <laughs> Bundy. So okay, so you so you go for so you get I guess I'm confused. You get two trips. You get a reward trip and a yes. training trip. Yes. So oh. your initial year on the panel, you'll get two trips. You get uh, 
training trip and then your reward trip. Oh my! If you God. come back in later years, you're just getting your reward trip. Can, so uh, you, you know, brought up Polynesian. That's actually where I stayed on my reward trip. That so God. that's the place. Here's what I would do. Here's here any future moms panelists that 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 I'm going to say win because it's a contest. It's a contest. Okay. <laughs> um, plan your reward trip concurrent with your training. Why? Because then you get eight days or like ten <laughs> days. You don't have to fly back and forth. It's fine. That's a good. You just point. stay there, and you get free airfare. You get free airfare for your training. Your airfare is included. Yes. Damn. <laughs> wow. What class are we talking here? <laughs> Chartered luggage. <laughs> yeah. Speaking of luggage, yeah. Um, yeah so about- I actually scheduled my reward trip to kind of um, coincide with Wine and Dine Half Marathon, and so I was like, well, since the trip's going to be paid for, I'll do a race while I'm there. Yeah. And so um, my family actually flew in on Halloween, and we did the last Mickey's Not So Scary Halloween party, oh, and then nice. stayed through the weekend. And um, so I did cool. two races, and my son did the kids' race, and so we got a lot done in that um, trip. It was a lot of fun. Okay, so so let's let's talk about benefits. So <laughs> we you, already did. Yeah. No, 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 two no, 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 free no, no, trips no. to Disney no, World, but, but more as well. Right. I mean, you get you get more two, is more. You get two free trips, but this is a volunteer position. So besides the two free, uh, two free trips, what else do you get? It's not enough. Oh, so, jeez, yeah. Well, what I'm do you want? I'm just asking. <laughs> I'm trying to cover all the bases. So our trip did include. So you'll get um, the five days. Um, park admission. Mm-hmm. I, I'm trying to remember now if it's one night or five nights. Um, and then we also um, get something to kind of cover our food and extra stuff we want to do while we're there. Nice. So the trip is kind of what you get out of that year of serving. Um, but you are also eligible for other things, and it's not necessarily, it shouldn't be something that you expect. But I was brought up two other times um, as part of the panel. And that's not necessarily something that everyone's guaranteed. And it kind of, you don't really know what they're trying to fill when they're bringing people out. And so I, for people that are applying, don't apply expecting that you're going to get like four trips to Disney because it's not the normal. Um, but I was brought out um, one other time to do kind of some promo videos for Facebook and Instagram and stuff like that. Nice. And then um, in June, when they opened up Pandora. Wow. Okay. So if we get on the panel this year, Terrence, Star Wars Land. Yes. We can get, quote, brought out to Disneyland. I know. It's fine. They can pay for I know so many of our panelists are, like, itching for 2019 for Star Wars. Of course. And I am not a Star... I'm not a Star Wars person. (laughs) It's all right. Each their own. Yeah, yeah. I'm. I, I joke. I'm really excited for Star Wars Land to open, Star Wars Galaxy's Edge, because it's gonna like make other parts of the crowd parts less crowded. <laughs> yep, that's true. <laughs> Theoretically, yeah. Well, Lindsay, yeah, you've been you've been great. Nightmare, but <laughs> oh, Terrence has one more question. So Sorry, I do. Go. I do have one more question. So you were on the yeah. panel. You opted off the panel. You've been uh, part of Disney videos. You've done all of this, but you're no longer officially affiliated with Disney. So so what now? Like do they still contact you for possibly helping with different things or is it just a thank you for being a part of it, we'll see you later? So you can like I said, you can kind of get brought back in any later year. Um but the 
official panel duties have wrapped, there is still a um, mom's panel reunion that is done every year, and it's not Disney affiliated. It's not paid by Disney, but it's just a lot of panelists will go. They kind of organize dinners, and there's like a scavenger hunt. So that's kind of what I'm still doing with the panel is looking forward to reunion, but it's nothing official. Um, and you're just kind of, I mean, once a panelist, you're always a panelist and you've got the other panelists that you're friends with forever. Um, but you are just kind of, once you've served your year, it's like, Hey, thanks. You did a great job. And maybe you'll come back another year. Maybe you won't. You really don't know. Okay. Very cool. All right, Lindsay, we're going to let you go, but we do have our famous, our world famous, <laughs> internationally known, uh, which is not a lie because we have international listeners, we do. our internationally known uh, Ears Up 7 questions, so if you wouldn't mind if we can binge your ear for a couple more minutes and ask you these very hard-hitting, very deeply psychologically penetrating questions. <laughs> is that all right with you? Absolutely. Okay, here we go. Number one, what is your favorite Disney attraction? It is. So this is actually a question we got asked um, in our round three interview, and I totally lied. I went with um, the first thing that came to my head, which was um, Peter Pan, because it yeah. was the ride I had just taken my, or the attraction I had just taken my son on. But my true favorite attraction is Haunted Mansion Holiday. Um, huh. It's All like. Right. By far, my favorite. So, so um, my son's name is Jack. I'm a big Nightmare Before Christmas oh, nice. fan, and so I just love when they do that overlay. So we're going to call this show Disney Moms Panel. Lindsay liar. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm just kidding. No. Um, and I totally told I totally told the admin after the fact too, oh um, like during training. I was like, "You guys asked us this question, and I totally didn't give you the right answer." <laughs> that was a liar. I lied. I'm sorry. <laughs> um, <clears throat> did they make you sing the uh, Mickey Mouse song five times, like Hail Mary? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, what is your least favorite Disney attraction? Um. I cannot stand dinosaur at Walt Disney World. Hmm. And we everyone makes fun of me for it because I love Indiana Jones and they're pretty much the same ride system. Right. I think it's the actual dinosaurs. I, I find that ride to be absolutely terrifying for some reason. Okay. All but, right. But by far my least favorite. Fair enough. Uh, pie-eyed Mickey or round-eyed Mickey? Which is best? Hmm... I'm gonna go round-eyed. Okay, all right. The uh, the uh, not often chosen p- round-eyed Mickey. Very interesting. <laughs> uh, we're gonna give you your results at the end. Of- no. um, <clears throat> what old ride or attraction should they bring back to the parks? Um, I wish they would bring the people mover back to Disneyland. Yes, of course, <laughs> of course. I I should have answered that for you because it's the only choice. Um, what current ride? Go ahead. I was going to say, it is, because I always go for run Disney races, and my legs are exhausted by the end of the day, so sitting on the people mover is, like, my favorite thing to do at the end of the night, and I think it's so underrated, and I wish I could do that on the West Coast. (laughs) Agreed, agreed. Uh, Taryn and I wrote it, I think, like, three times in a row, because there's nobody ever on it, and it's just, it's just, it's really chill. Um, Yeah. What current ride should they remove? Hmm... Let me 
I'm probably going to get backlash for this, and I don't know if it really counts as a ride. I'm not a fan of the Swiss Family Robinson tree house. Wow. Okay. The, uh, in, uh, I don't know if that really counts as a ride. Yeah, I mean, an attraction. Attraction, attraction. sure. And yeah. like I said, this goes, this goes back to um, the fact that I'm usually running, and so my legs are sore, and I just think the steps. And I, <laughs> I just, yeah. I've never seen the movie, so I just don't get anything out of it. No, I don't like it either, but that's because I'm lazy. <laughs> <laughs> so you're, yeah, well, you're conditioned. It's, it's painful for you to go up that thing. I get it. I get it. Uh, who is your favorite Disney character? I love Sleeping Beauty. She's always been my favorite princess because I think she gets uh, like all the glory of being a princess, and she just gets to sleep through her whole movie. <laughs> and so, that's a good, uh, yeah, that's a good lifestyle, man. If you can get a good gig, if you can get it. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. And then finally, if you could travel back in time and meet Walt Disney, what would you tell him? Oh, I think I would just tell him thank you. Um, yeah, I, I, I don't. I know he was a really ambitious man that had all these amazing ideas. I don't think he ever had any idea the impact that he would have on people for so long. Agreed. Um, and I mean, Disney's just a huge part of my life and the friends I have and raising my son now. And um, I think I would just tell him thank you. Probably give him a hug if he wasn't. Good job by that. <laughs> <laughs> it didn't smell like an ashtray and Tom yeah. and Jerry's <laughs> scotch mists. <Yes>. Delightful. <laughs> Lindsay, thank you very much for taking the time uh, to chat with us here about the Disney Moms panel. And uh, hey, let us know if you need some spots filled when you go back on for your reward <laughs> trip and your family is sick or something. Uh, we'll fill it. Or they're just kind of over it. I will, and I just it. wanted to tell you guys a quick story of how I actually found out about you guys because I think it's funny. Um, okay, yeah, go ahead. I had signed up to do Dopey and I knew I was not going to get through like five hours of running with music and so I kind of got into podcasts. Um, but I was actually at Disneyland for the D23 Expo and I saw someone, we were about to watch Fantasmic and they were wearing your churro shirt. Oh. And I went up to them and I was like, oh my gosh, I'm so obsessed with your shirt. Where did you get that? And so they started talking to me about you guys and that's actually how I found out about you guys. Oh, so. that's awesome. Gotta yeah, love it, man. I that Gotta love that cool. shirt. My yeah. friend, um, I'm, I'm a Dole Whip fan. Jason, I think you're uh, not, right? But uh, no, I'm not right. <laughs> the friend I was there with was... Um, She's the Turo fanatic, and so nice. I was like, "She's like, I need that shirt." I was like, "I'll oh, ask where she got it." So, <laughs> no, I've and I, I've said that before. My opinions are quite often wrong um, in the grand <laughs> scheme of life, but you know, what are you going to do? What are you going to do? All right. Well, thank you guys so much. Yeah, thank you, and good luck if you if you go if you go on again. So. Yeah, well, never mind. I, I'm going to keep going with the conversation. I got to, I got to stop it. Wrap it up because we told you, we told you about 15 or 20 minutes, and it's been about 50. So, um, it's kind of what we do. But uh, anyway, Lindsay, thank you very much, and uh, we'll talk to you later. Absolutely. Bye. All right. Bye. That was cool, dude. Yeah, she was great. I yeah. really want this. <laughs> it is I really want literally it. never been clearer that this is not something I'm cut out for. I well, know. that's oh true. Gosh, Beverly, you'd be the first person fired from the Disney Moms panel. <laughs> from a volunteer, from a volunteer position. position. Oh, I my love, God, I dude. I would be, even, too. Even just talking like casually, she would correct herself. Like She said, yeah. she was like, rides, attractions. Attractions, yeah. I was yeah. like, oh, wow. She is like, she's, she's just conditioned. Trained. It's like a Starbucks employee. Yeah, it's awesome. Yeah.
It's it's awesome. No, it is. I think it's really. I think it's cool. I'm glad that we had her on. Yeah. But I've never wanted to be on the panel more than I do right now. You get two free trips to Disney World, homie. Come but I wonder, on. I wonder if one's a free trip to Disney World for training, and then if you could possibly do either Disney World or Disneyland, depending on where you are. For the are you one. saying that you? Why would, would you, you would, do Disneyland? No. Thank you, Taryn. No, I wouldn't. I'm saying that if someone has gone to Disney World like 50 times, oh. maybe they'll want to go to Disneyland. It oh, sounds like you like can work yeah. with them. That's what I'm saying. I want to go to Disneyland Paris then. Shanghai. Yeah, I guess I think that might Hell open no. a giant door. You, you don't want to go to Shanghai? I don't need to go to China, bro. Yeah. I, I you go to Walmart, you go to China. It's the same thing. <laughs> oh my. Continue with Disney news or Sorry. whatever we're doing next. Yeah, that, uh, that went downhill so fast. <sighs> I just meant because there's a lot of... Yes. There's a lot of... Just, you should stop. Here's new. I hate my computer. I need to get a new one, dude. I hate it. I hate it. In regards to the mom's panel, I've decided that if I were on the mom's panel, all of my responses would be like, hi, so-and-so. Have you ever heard of Google? <laughs> it's a really great function that Disney's backing. It's really great. Try it now. Try it. <laughs> Leave me alone. March in the past, present, and future with all the news that's fit to cover. Hi, so-and-so. Here's up Disney News. Uh, any Game of Thrones fans out there, you guys should know that uh, the showrunners, which are the people who um, are in charge of kind of where the story goes for any given program, the showrunners for Game of Thrones have left Game of Thrones, and they have now been hired by the Disney company to do Star Wars. Huh. Really? Yes. What do you think of that? David yeah. Benioff and D.B. Weiss, executive producers of Game of Thrones, will write and produce a series of new Star Wars movies, the Walt Disney Company said on Tuesday. There, will be, there were no details about the number of movies or when they will be released, but Disney did say that the Benioff and Weiss films would be separate from the Luke Skywalker universe of movies and the trilogy that Ryan Johnson, the writer and director of Star Wars The Last Jedi, is working on. Well, you know why this is a great idea? Because there's not an enough Star Wars. I know. I, I haven't more. like a like every like every year give me a Like new they movie. shouldn't <laughs> actually do any other movies. No, just Star Wars. I don't think they Ridiculous. are. The uh, deal amounts to a coup for each party. Disney gets two extremely in-demand producers who have proved they can satisfy Game of Thrones book loyalists along with drawing in millions of general viewers that make Game of Thrones the most popular show in HBO's history. And for the two producers, the Star Wars assignment could prove to be more welcoming than their Planned HBO, whatever, who cares? Blah, 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 blah. Um, okay. Did you guys see the... Uh, crazy, huh? Did you guys see the solo uh, trailer yeah. during the Super Bowl? I saw like the trailer teaser, which oh. it was kind of dumb. I, I did, was, actually, honestly, I didn't really understand what it was, what was happening until right. I saw uh, Bino, and I was like, yeah, I oh, this is Star Wars, okay. Because it was so fast and rapid, yeah. I, I just didn't, didn't care. I honestly didn't even know this was happening. Like I'm so outside of the Star Wars. I didn't watch the. We've talked about this like well, five she times. Was gone. I know, right? Actually, this show. She was yeah. gone for I two was, episodes. I was gone. gone yeah, that's true. We've also been talking about it for like six months. Yes, yeah, I but I only so. listened yeah. to like every third word. <laughs> <laughs> if I was smarter, I would know how to string a sentence together. <laughs> to every every third word would be important. I was trying to figure that out right yeah. there too. I could tell from your eyes. <laughs> Guess what? <laughs> Is it working? I'm not smart. <laughs> Disney is making more Star Wars TV shows, everybody, in case you thought there wasn't enough Star Wars. 
This is Star Wars uh, centric news today, everybody. Uh, shortly after their after Disney announced that Game of Thrones showrunners would be given the reins to a brand new Star Wars trilogy, Bob Iger revealed that the studio is also working on a few quote unquote new Star Wars universe set TV shows. Iger made the announcement to investors on Tuesday. Um, we are developing not just one. But a few Star Wars series, specifically for the Disney Direct to Consumer app, which is that streaming thing that they've been uh, talking about. Right. Um, how do I stop this stupid thing, dude? Whatever. I hate this. Embedded videos that I don't care about on new sites. It's the bane of my radio existence. Uh, we mentioned that, and we are close to being able to reveal at least one of the entities that is in, has developed that for us because the deal isn't completely closed. We can't be specific about it. I think you'll find the level of talent on television front will be rather significant as well. Cool. Yep. I thought that... In the last Disney news, we, there was an article about how they were going to actually pull away yeah. from Star yeah. Wars. Because of how terribly the last one did. I, I think yeah. that was merchandise oh. specific. Oh. They should um, do it everywhere. So here, it's this just is, so saturated. This article is Vanity Fair, and they say, let's dig into this for a moment. The coming Star Wars deluge now includes the next film in the core Skywalker trilogy directed by J.J. Abrams, a series of prequel films, the next of which is Solo, which we were just talking about, right. a new trilogy helmed by the last Jedi filmmaker, Rian Johnson, a new trilogy led by uh, Beanoff and Weiss, and now several new TV series. So imagine. we're going to have at least, what, eight more Star Wars movies in the next ten years, maybe? Yeah. Bored. Bored, yes, bored, bored. Agree. I'm over it. I'm completely over Star Wars at this point. Yeah. It actually makes me really sad for you guys. Honestly. Good. Because like, I think that... that it makes me sad. I'm going to be real, like sexist here but like i wow. feel like boys like hold on like your guys' age like grew up ready. with you guys grew up with um star wars yeah and, and it's something you really love and it's like you're of, really invested in yeah and i kind of feel like it's being destroyed bit by movie by movie it is and one of the best things about about it growing up is that we had to like the story because the movie was so cheesy and so mm. I, I really was invested in, in the characters and how they interacted and all this. And now it's like, I don't care anymore. Like it's, don't care. Yeah, because the characters aren't as deep to me as they were back then. So now I'm like, eh, I'm over it. Yeah. I, I think, and, and I've said this from basically from the start of the show, from from anything we've ever talked about. The for me, the allure of Star, and I'm not going to get too deep into it because I I do it kind of a lot, and I apologize. But for me, the allure of Star Wars, the first three movies, the original trilogy, mm -hmm. is that you don't know the background, so your imagination right. can run wild. When when they talk about uh, the Kessel Run, mm -hmm. uh, you know, in 14 the parsecs or whatever yeah. it is, yeah. You don't know what the Kessel Run is. What that is. Right. Exactly. And that's to me, that's the best part. I don't right. want to know what it is. I don't want to ever see it done in a movie format. Right. I want to think about it and go, wow, that, that's really cool. There's mystery involved. Mm -hmm. And now they're just blowing they're blowing the smoke away and right. then going, Oh, this is what it is, and it's never gonna it's never gonna live up to what it is in your mind. Just like when you read a book yeah. and then you watch the movie, the movie's never as good as the book because it's not your movie. Right. No, you're right. And like you're absolutely right with the whole death uh, Darth Vader thing. Dar okay, he's Luke's dad, so this is just a jerk. But then they have <laughs> a prequel where now you feel bad for the dude, and yeah. so like they're really blurring the lines. And I, I, I completely, I'm over it. Yeah, I'm actually, I'm absolutely over it. I now. still haven't seen the Last Jedi. It was a movie. I've heard it. I've either heard it was awful or 
exactly what he said. Yeah. It was a it was a thing. Yeah, and that's all they want. They just want yeah. a thing because of the six billion people in the world. Well, mm-hmm. You know, a third of them will see it. Yeah, I also kind of feel like so you had the first the what was it three four five four, four five six four five six yeah whatever you had those and then. There was that huge break in between, and then you had yeah. one, two, and three. And say what you will about those. I thought that they did those well in the sense of they made you wait for them. Like, they, yeah. they weren't like, three years. I agree. Like, one, years. two, three. Like, yeah. there was a nice break in between. So you, ha- mm-hmm. you had, like, anticipation. You wanted it to happen. Like, now, I mean, I don't, I'm not a huge Star Wars fan anyhow, but I, I literally care. I care less than I did before. But they're <laughs> doing the same thing with these, where they're waiting three years in between. From, but so they're doing, seven, like, six movies in between each that's one. That's the problem. Yeah, that's, that's, the what, problem. that's exactly what I mean. Like, there's have no mystery. they standalone movies in between. And, that's, and then now TV series. Yeah. That are yeah. Come out. It's, it's stupid. Let's get to something not stupid. <laughs> a, a Space Mountain fan got the roller coaster's 87-year-old designer to ride it one last time at Disneyland. And then he Wait, right. that, <laughs> Wait what? And busted what his back. <gasps> no, I'm kidding. That's oh a joke. <laughs> because he's 87 years old. I wouldn't. I barely get on that ride now, and I'm 40. Yeah. I think something's going to happen. This guy has no fear. Uh, let's see, Bill Watkins, who I think we've mentioned on the show when we did the history of uh, Space Mountain, the guy who designed the ride at Space Mountain at Disneyland and was the first to take it, he was the first one to ride Space Mountain, he's a designer, which I feel like that's your proof of concept. All right, Bill, you think it'll hold up? (laughs) Oh, dear. Strap your skinny butt in, let's go. (laughs) Uh, His routine these days, he's he's 87, his routine these days consists of going to the grocery store, riding his bike around his Long Beach neighborhood, and keeping detailed notes of his thoughts and activities. Not much, he said, with characteristic (laughs) brevity. But Watkins recently made a new friend, Kyle King, 29, who showed up at Watkins' condo as Watkins was carrying groceries. King once read an article about Watkins in the Long Beach Press-Telegram and had been a fan of Watkins' work for many years. When he was a teenager, still living with his parents in Bixby Knowles, King built a miniature space mountain in the living room. Wow. So when King heard that it had been 13 years since Watkins last rode Space Mountain, he got an idea. He would invite him to ride Space Mountain one last time. <laughs> and, <laughs> and at the yeah, that actually and, that, and he unloaded and this kid just put one right in the back of his head. No. Um, this will probably be my last ride, Watkins said. I suppose it's a goodbye. This happened Wednesday, February 7th. Watkins walked through Disneyland with a cane and needed a wheelchair to get up the ramp to take the ride he created 40-plus years ago. The details of Space Mountain remain about the same as what he engineered, a 200-foot circle, an indoor space of 1.8 million cubic feet, girders that rise 68 feet, track that extends 2,267 feet. So, personally, Mm -hmm. if if I was a CM... And I saw a dude being put, like an eighty-seven-year-old dude being pushed in a wheelchair. <laughs> nope. Yep. Nope. I'm not com. liable for this. Nope. Sorry, bud. <laughs> I, I need I get Iger's skinny butt down for here. Real. Let's go. That's, Let's do that's this. A stamp of approval, I right? Um. Wait, I'm sorry. What date was this? February seventh. That's today. Yeah. This yeah. is today, dude. Okay. There yeah. you go. Today. This is this is hot news. <laughs> Breaking news. <laughs> um. <clears throat> This is a weird, uh, it's a weird article, man. But anyway, um, blah, blah, blah. That's because it was written like 20 minutes ago. <laughs> yeah, know, it hasn't been edited yet. I'm trying to, yeah, it's, uh, I'm trying to just get to the point of like, 
Did did he still like it? I don't know, man. To honor Watkins, the Space Mountain staff turned on the lights inside the usually dark ride. The lights made it possible for Watkins to examine his old handiwork. He noticed details like the width of the tubing on the track and how quickly the cars launch, one every 22.2 seconds. Watkins and King sat in the first car and zoomed through the ride. He said he remembers working on the math for the highest banks and the fastest curves. When the ride finished, Watkins didn't smile. Someone asked him how he felt. Someone asked him how he felt. Fine, he said. And then Watkins did what we all would want to do when faced with our last ride. He asked a simple question. Can we go again? The staff hopped back into position, but this time they turned off the lights. Watkins said he wanted to ride Space Mountain the same way millions of others have ridden it over the past 41 years. This time, the ride seemed faster. It's better in the dark, he said. Oh, man. You know what? Maybe you're reading his thoughts in his journal that he writes. <laughs> Maybe. Maybe that's what this article Maybe this is. never actually happened. <laughs> <laughs> wow, man. Here's a weird one. <coughs> and I wouldn't have normally read it, but I think it's such an absurd, an absurd article that somebody actually wrote. Five Disney characters you didn't know were voiced by Mormons. Why is that relevant? Now you know why we're here. (laughs) Well, this is an important issue. Yeah. But this is from like a Mormon LDS living or whatever. It's Latter-day Saints. So, but it showed up in my feed. I was like, who the, oh, I got to read this now. All right. Uh, When it comes to Disney fandom, most people don't know Donny Osmond's voice was featured in Mulan as he sings the iconic, I'll make a man out of you. Wait, Donny Osmond is Mormon? Big time. Yeah. But Donny Osmond isn't the only Mormon to add voice to Disney characters and help bring the magic alive. Here are other popular Disney characters voiced by Mormons. <laughs> it sounds like the uh, the Hanukkah song. <laughs> other Mormons just like you and me. <laughs> uh, Rabbit from Winnie the Pooh. Mormon. Okay. Frank Kenneth cool. Sansom. Who is that? Mormon. The voice oh, of the, the guy. Voice. Okay. Rabbit I, was, I, I know. Was, the Pooh. I thought it was a Disney character. I was like, guys, you shouldn't let me be on this show. That's I don't know who that is. It's the worst name for a character ever. There you go. Frank Kenneth Ken Sansom. Um, Christopher Robin from Winnie the Pooh. Mormon. Christopher Robin was also sometimes voiced by church member Brady Bloom, who served a mission in Concepcion, Chile. Concepcion, Chile. And appeared in shows like Star Trek Voyager, Murphy Brown, CSI, and others. Murphy Brown. Murphy Brown. I forgot, I forgot that, that show. show and they're re- they're doing a they're doing an update, of not rebooting they it. Are. They're doing a new one, but I think it's like six episodes or something. It's not like a full thing, okay, but I liked Murphy Brown. Is it still yeah. Candace yeah. Bergen? That's going to be like hundred and seven. <laughs> the Magic Mirror from Snow White and the Seven Dwarves. Mormon. Mormon. I don't know, man. This is just the, is the dumbest. I yeah, know. Rhino. Hey, they're proud of it. From Bolt. I've never Nobody's seen Bolt. Seen Bolt. No, no. Literally none of us. Uh, Rhino's <laughs> the hamster, apparently. Okay. That makes sense. Rhino the hamster. <laughs> right. <laughs> right. And five, Lucy Goosey from Chicken Little. Nobody's seen oh. that either. Uh, yeah, I've seen that a, a lot, that. actually. There you oh, go. Sorry. Mormons. <laughs> five of them. No. <laughs> just oh, that's it? Five. oh my goodness! I thought it was it's just five. like picking five random. That's it in no, the no. history of Disney. Well, I don't know that. No. Okay, I'm just saying five people. But you would think if there was Mormons. ten, they would have that? said ten. Okay. <laughs> well, you would think. Uh, this is a cool. Uh, it's it's more of a video, but uh, I'll read you the article and then you can like Google the thing. Um, <clears throat> 
Thanks to the sharing capabilities of social media, it was revealed that two Disney theme parks suffered headless robot glitches <laughs> on opposite sides of the world. The first decapitation happened at Disneyland in California in the middle of the Little Mermaid, Ariel's undersea adventure. The evil villain Ursula's head was dangling from her body, attached by only a few wires and cords. How traumatic for like a little kid. This video. It really is terrifying. It's awful. It's yeah, just like it really her is. giant shoulders. <laughs> and it's just, it's and hanging I'll, like just, a foot down. When, when was this? I don't know. A couple weeks ago. Co- January 28th. Yeah. Yeah. I just missed it. Um, but she wasn't the only ride to feature a breakdown at Disney Park. Uh, oh my God. I didn't know about this one. The pirate. Oh, I'm sorry. Uh,. Wow. wow! Spoiler alert! Get out of here! Sorry, his mic's going uh, Finally, one of the auctioneers at the Pirates of the Caribbean Caribbean attraction in Disneyland Paris also lost his head on Sunday. The poster knew that flash photography was forbidden while sailing through the pirate scenes, but decided she had to share the disturbing dangling head anyway. Look, I would, I would flash photography that thing. You would flash photography it? Yeah. Yeah, it's uh. It's crazy, dude. And it's hanging out. His head is at his waist. <laughs> like, how does that happen? Oh, man. Twice. That's kind of awesome. On the same day. That's so weird. That is right. That's. Well, that's the animatronics taking over. Yeah. <laughs> right. Skynet. They just haven't figured it out yet. <laughs> I'm on this Those ones were the weakest link. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I'm on this guy's. Uh, the guy who reported the one, the Paris one. Um, I'm on his. Um, what is this? Twitter. And I'm trying to find. <laughs> That one that was uh, re- like how many times it was re- retweeted because I wonder like some of, yeah so the um, the one on uh, Ursula the, the Ursula's head that fell off that was retweeted like seven hundred times <laughs> and then they all retweeted it seven hundred times yeah and then so this is why I was looking this up so his his stuff has like two retweets or four the one with a pirate 983 it was liked thir- three thirty four thousand times wow. no, can you imagine how three thousand four hundred times that Sorry. day can you imagine how horrifying it would be like if you got on small world and all of the dolls didn't have heads <laughs> be kind of funny. it'd that's, be amazing <laughs> that's the next step just dangling <laughs> that'd be amazing i think it's weird that the heads didn't like just fall off like they dangle like by, the, by the wires yeah that's weird so are they like still singing so <laughs> creepy like if the, if the mouths are still <laughs> yeah. moving yeah, yeah i doubt that oh, i hope so yeah <laughs> uh okay here's the last uh, story and then we'll get out of here you can enter to design your own flying theater attraction and win ten thousand dollars so we're doing this right yeah we yeah. have to do this no, we're definitely doing this um Let's see, blah, blah, blah. Uh, applications will soon be taken for a contest sponsored by Seagraph, which is taking place in Vancouver, Canada in 2018. For those unfamiliar, Seagraph is a conference where filmmakers, scientists, and even ride designers get together to share stories, techniques, and best practices for computer graphics and interactive techniques. This event is being sponsored by Flyover Canada, a flying theater-style attraction. Uh, participants will create a short film that will be showcased at Flyover Canada's theater during Seagraph 2018. According to the website, we invite creators to develop content specific to the FOC theater system that supports motion, spray mist, and wind effects. Oh, so you're making them. You have to make a movie. I thought it was you're pitching an idea. Yeah. Oh, okay. Oh. Well, we're out. 
boring. We're just but not hey, man, smart if, enough to do it. Yeah, if you're into it, <laughs> go to um, what is the website? Uh, eh, just Google Seagraph Flyover Canada, and you'll figure it out. Just lost ten grand. Yeah, that sucks. <laughs> That's it. That's the reason why. Because yeah. if, if we would have done it, we would have. Oh, sure we would have won, won for sure. Just like we win the mom's panel. Well, because between the four of us, <laughs> we make soon. at least one brain. At, at least. Maybe. <laughs> well, we have a cat in here, so we at least equal four brains now. <laughs> She's like a big loaf. My cat, she's a big loaf on the ground. <laughs> she's probably the majority brain holder, too. <laughs> yeah. All right, everybody. We're going to get out of here. Thank you to Lindsay from the Disney Moms panel for coming on and telling us how she won and all the cool stuff that happened because of that and uh, just clearing up a bunch of misconceptions. And now Terrence and I feel much more um, full yes. in the mind Focused. to be able to tackle this. Um, We're making it next year, both of us. I hope so. Yeah. When is the? Uh, it's usually September-ish, right? September-ish, yeah. Yeah, because they don't give you a whole lot of time to be able to like go to training. No, training's in December. Yeah, training's in December, and I had my interview like early November. Yeah, so. that's crazy. All right, everybody, thank you a lot. There's no fact of the show tonight because I'm just I'm not prepared. There's no more facts left. There's no more facts. <laughs> no, everything. Everything else is rumor about Star Wars. Right. <laughs> um, all right. Until next time, everybody. We will see you in the parks.